Welcome to the English Florist Podcast, a fortnightly show about living the life of an event florist. Today, Linz ponders the last of the to-do list, preparing for today, Christmas Day. She talks of family traditions, the flowers and the food, with thanks also to our patrons for your support in 22. The extra snippings this week will be on New Year's Day. Let's join Linz, though, in her flower studio, preparing for this special day. Well, hello. It's the 21st of December and today I am clearing down, ready to call time on the Whitehorse Flower Company season 2022. Um, normally I work until the 23rd, but I'm delighted to say um, I am calling time today. I don't have any more. Actually, I do have one arrangement, but the flowers that are coming in tomorrow are actually going to be for friends and for myself. And also um, sort of, I've got a bowl border coming through for, for January. Um, it's almost like the end of one season and the beginning of the next. This is the kind of the last delivery coming in tomorrow. As I'm sitting here, I've just swept the floor. I need to put a few more things away in my shed. And then at this time of the year, my studio closes as a flower studio and becomes a larder slash storage for the Christmas feasting, which will commence at the weekend. There's a, a wreath still hanging up on the studio wall, which is going to be delivered by me to my friend when I walk Maple shortly. I've been suggesting that she come by and make a wreath with me this past week. <laughs> um, but she, like me, is always frantic over Christmas. She's a private chef and I know she's got a big job on tomorrow, so hasn't got an opportunity to come by and make. So I just decided with the last few bits and pieces that I had in the studio, I would make her a wreath and gift it to her and tie it onto her front door. And I'm just looking around and, and just kind of reflecting on what a year it's been. It's a funny one really, because obviously we've had two years since COVID, or we're almost two years, certainly two Christmases. Um, and I feel like things are so different as a result of all of those goings on. It enabled me to stop and think about my work-life balance and how, I work, when you work from home, you often just feel like you have to say yes to everything. Well, that's certainly how I felt. And there was very little time off, time to recalibrate, time to think about what my next um, project was going to be. I, I felt like I sort of collided with the next thing, as it were. And I never really stopped to kind of think about where my business was going. And I think COVID, and actually the complete suspension of all social gatherings made me realize just how important the purpose floristry gives to me as a person. And I know some people just live to work and I don't want to be one of those people, but I think I, I reached a point before COVID where I was literally just existing, getting up, doing the flowers. And whilst that really kind of gave me a lot of purpose and joy, it also, robbed me of a lot of social life and it robbed me of you know just having time off to do other things um, 
and I rediscovered some of those things, my, my, the other creative sides to Lynn's, the florist, during lockdown. Um, and so <laughs> once, I, once the, um, the light bulb had been switched on and I realized all of these things, I, I've been trying to set about changing the way I work, changing my attitude to how I work. And I, I think it also coincided with the fact that um, as a menopausal woman, I don't want to hang my hat on, oh, everything being because I'm menopausal, but you do need to redress and recalibrate and accept sometimes you do have limitations that those limitations are i can't multitask in the way that i used to so i could previously have done lots of weddings you know in a week three or four weddings back to back almost and then sort of clear down and start again for the next week and i tend to only take one possibly two weddings these days in any given week um, they tend to be bigger weddings and I give them my all and I need time after those jobs to just kind of step back and again have a breather and I wish I'd done that more before it was I was almost at burnout point and so as I sit here on the 21st of December I'm sort of thinking well did I succeed did I make enough pauses in my year and I think I'm, I'm making headway is the answer to that. I think I am definitely putting more pauses in my year. I'm more considered about how much work and what work I take. And I acknowledge that that's quite a privileged position to be in. When you're starting a business, you tend to have to take everything. Um, and I do encourage um, florists that I mentor not to be too sniffy and too choosy over the jobs that they are um, that are presented to them that they're offered don't just say oh I don't want to do that it's not my thing it's not my style because floristry is always changing and evolving um, the florist I am today was not the florist I began 22 years ago and so I feel like I'm much more rounded and much more mature and much more able to kind of pick and choose and be more selective and more circumspect about how I work as a florist now. So what is Christmas like in a florist household? Well this florist has always worked Christmas even before she was a florist. I was a midwife and a nurse before I became a florist, before I had my children. And so working on Christmas day and working bank holidays and anti-social hours, um, all of the days, all of the weekends has always been part and parcel of the adult that I am. And so it's never really been a problem for me at all. I think it's important when you sign off and you're not working that you do actually kind of draw a line, close the door and turn the key and and actually switch off completely. Um, and I'm very fortunate that a lot of my friends in fact, most of my friends aren't florists. And so I am just Lynn's, Lynn's just one of the girls as opposed to Lynn's the florist um, when I'm not working, which is really important, I think, that you can just be yourself. So my Christmas, it always starts quite late. I'm very mindful that my season as a, a florist at Christmas time begins at the end of November in the preparation for all the wreath workshops. And I'm also incredibly mindful that Christmas does start earlier 
<laughs> the 1st of December, people are ringing, asking for their wreaths that they've ordered from me, even though there's always a schedule and an, a week that they, I've suggested that they will be made in, people always, I want, I want my wreath, is it ready yet? I want it now. But for me, as Lynn's Christmas in my home normally starts about now or the weekend just gone, and that's exactly what happened this year. Um, once I had delivered and set up and cleared down my last wedding, which was on the 17th of December, I was able to come home and just take that afternoon off and decorate my own tree and put up a few little decorations here and there. So that was really nice. My house does smell of Christmas now. If you bring your Christmas tree into your house in the week leading up to Christmas, there is a lovely fresh pine spruce fragrance to the ground floor of my house which um, is it remains fresh through till Christmas really. Um, my tree is not one of those really ordered trees and colour coordinated. Um, I have a miscellany of baubles and trinkets that go back to when I first met my husband um, was living with him 35 years ago and um, when I unpack those baubles, which funnily enough are often packed in flower boxes, <laughs> um, just because they're nice, long, spacious boxes for my baubles to go in. Um, as I unwrap each one, there is a memory very often as I put them on the tree of the year or where we were living or what we were doing or who gave it to me. Very often they are presents from people. And so it's, um, it's quite kitsch, my tree and it has baubles, um, cheap and cheerful, all the way through to very expensive um, baubles, and it's just joyful, and it makes me happy. And when my children lived at home, they would always decorate it, and I think I've been very laid back. I have lots of friends that the tree is almost like a work of art. It's, you know, big baubles at the bottom all the way up to small twee baubles at the top. Mine is just a complete jumble of everything. I love it for that. <laughs> I love the fact that the boys would sling on the decorations and when they'd gone to bed, I may move them around so that they were slightly more evenly distributed. But otherwise, um, it always has been a jumble of, of memories really. And I cherish that very, very much. And I'd like to think that actually, when I'm not here, that many of those baubles, my children will hang on their, their trees and their children will fondly remember when daddy put it on the tree it belonged to granny or whatever so yeah um at this time of year i i often feel quite tired and so i'm very careful these days not to take any work or any wedding any event whatsoever between christmas and new year because it tends to be um three solid weeks without a gather, you know drawing breath and I often crash and burn just before Christmas. You know, I come in and I sit down at the table and I think, oh, I feel a bit achy or I've got a bit of a runny nose. And then I wake up the next morning and I've got a streaming cold and I'm ill for Christmas. And so a few years ago, I did make the decision not to book any more work between Christmas and New Year. Very often I feel 
I can't actually switch off and draw the line under my working year and just say, that's it. I find myself coming into the studio, checking the flowers, making sure they're still okay, making sure nothing's gone over. I can't switch off because I know I've got another best day to deliver. And it has made such a difference just not to have that worry because I'm such a perfectionist. And so for the last four or five years, there have been no weddings. I think maybe even more, five or six years now. There are no weddings or events between Christmas and New Year. The last delivery will be coming in tomorrow and that will be full of Christmas flowers for myself um, that I might be gifting to friends um, and also friends that just want a vase of something for Christmas and rather than go to the local market or wherever or the florist they just contact me and say Linz can I have half a dozen amaryllis and I think amaryllis are my Christmas flower of choice um, red or white um, everyone has a preference. Sometimes I'm red, usually I'm white with red berries. Um, this year I've gone for those lovely ones that are white, which are kind of almost marbled with red. It looks like that there's some sort of red has leached through their veins into the flower. Um, they look really, really beautiful. I've got a couple of table decorations which I gift to friends and so there will be some roses and some hellebores and some berries going into them and I also tend to buy some bulbs at Christmas too. I do like to have maybe some um, amaryllis bulbs growing in January so I often gift those to friends and family um, and I often plant up things like hellebores and cyclamen and either have them as little kind of arrangements. Um, they just last longer than a cut flower and you get real pleasure from Christmas all the way through to into New Year with a bulb so those will all be coming in tomorrow and I'll be planting them up and wrapping them and then on my last errands out before Christmas I will be gifting those to my friends and family so that's something to look forward to. Um, at the end of the year I tend to start looking towards January and February and as an event florist, it's often very, very quiet. But now that I'm teaching, I tend to use this time wisely and suggest to florists that are looking to do a workshop with me that they come in what I would describe as the low season. If they've got um, weddings and events where they need to kind of polish a skill, um, maybe make um, a wired bouquet or a big installation, then often in the quiet months of January and February, I'd suggest that they come and we can run through all of those things and, and practice and polish and sort of relate it to the season that they will be making those things in and we can talk about varieties that they might be using but essentially use that time wisely to just you know practice um, and up their game and so teaching is very much a winter pursuit although it does definitely 
run throughout the year in between all the weddings that I do. Um, but I am really looking forward to quite a few workshops and business one-to-ones in January and February. And I think it's nice to have, for me to have something to look forward to. And it's nice for those florists to kind of look back over the year and then we can kind of work on where they need to improve um, and, and sort of work on different aspects of their business if they're needing some support and some guidance. And so my diary is looking pleasantly full but not burgeoning which is really nice because I think it's I do see January as a quiet time quiet time um, to reflect and to plan and also quiet to just rest ourselves and to think about things and ponder how we go forward and what I'm going to do differently etc etc so it's a really nice time a really nice time What am I doing for Christmas Day? Well, Christmas is a really important time in my family. Um, It's very much a family time when um, parents and brothers and sisters and siblings all come together and spend some of the time, a day, um, a weekend or whatever, to come together and be together. Sometimes, it'll be just before Christmas this year. I've got both my brothers and their family coming for Christmas day. So there will be 12 of us on Christmas day. Um, My husband does cook, but it's normally my, it's my pleasure to cook. And so I'm normally the cook 360 days of the year. Um, There's a handful of occasions, certainly on a Friday when I'm working on a wedding for a Saturday, when he would always cook oven fish and chips. (laughs) But his um, piece de resistance is Christmas dinner. He has always, since we've been um, married, I think, yeah, I think so, has always cooked the turkey. Um, it's it's his thing and there are family stuffing recipes and there's eggnog because his late mother was um, from North America. Um, so all of these traditions start kind of finding their way into um, my family traditions. Um, and so this year is no exception. I now have children that also love to cook. And so my youngest son is a chef and so Gus will be home on Christmas Eve. I've already been given my shopping list. um, And as I sit here over on my wooden workbench in the far corner, there's a stash of things already being collected by my husband. So he's already done one Christmas shop with, I don't know, I think it's got red cabbages and potatoes in. So Angus and Nick and Harry will be in charge of catering. And generally speaking, I focus on making the house look pretty and swanning around. Um, (laughs) I do, I literally do, with a glass of wine in my hand and topping up everybody else's. Um, I do make the gravy. Um, And normally ahead of Christmas Day, I would have prepared something like the Christmas pudding uh, and the Christmas cake. But this year I've just streamlined everything and um, we have bought in Christmas pudding because not everybody in my family eats it. So one of my sister-in-laws is bringing an alternative Christmas dessert. There's always lots of cheese and smoked salmon. and there's always an occasion for a big feast from literally from Christmas Eve all the way through to New Year's Eve. There's always lots of food. Um, but my favourite days are, believe it or not, are Christmas Eve and 
Boxing Day. And I nearly said Bubble and Squeak Day then. Um, But Christmas Eve is when just my family and their girlfriends join us in the evening and we have something called raclette. Um, And it always starts with a prawn cocktail to start and then we eat raclette. And it comes with salads and pickles and things. And then this year I'm making a little sort of cranberry jelly dessert. And then on Christmas Day, obviously it's turkey with all the trimmings and there will be Brussels sprouts and parsnips and mounds, literally mountains of roast potatoes. We eat as a family of an evening um, and that's always been the case. Ever since I married Nick, we've always eaten of an evening Um, and that's because his family always ate um, of an evening and they used to dress up with black tie, but we don't do anything like that. It's come in whatever, you could wear your pajamas to our Christmas dinner if you wanted to. Basically, we eat of an evening, um, anytime between six and eight o'clock, depending on whether we've got small children. This year we don't, they're all teenagers and above. And so we'll probably eat about seven or eight o'clock. So there's a lot of grazing that goes on during the day. Um, And that often starts with um, champagne and orange juice and scrambled eggs for breakfast. When my children, even though they're in their mid to late twenties, still have a stocking full of useful things like electric toothbrush brushes. And we normally go for a walk and then we come back and we drink eggnog and eat mince pies and open Christmas presents. So it's a really lovely, leisurely day. And then sort of somewhere in the afternoon, if you feel a bit snackish, there's always cheese, um, lots of cheese. And so um, my brothers have been tasked with bringing the cheese board this year. And then we eat, as I say, in the evening and um, there will be a secret Santa as there are 12 of us. I don't think, I think sometimes you can get really over the top and and buying presents for everyone gets stupidly expensive. And so uh, we just have a budget and a name gets pulled out of the hat and you're tasked with buying that person a gift. And it's not from you, it's from secret Santa. And so we'll be doing that again this year. So that's my Christmas day. But my other favourite day, because you know, it's lovely Christmas day, but I do love bubble and squeak. And it is all the leftover vegetables. Um, And I literally put them through the food processor and then I just fry them up. Um, And we have it with cold cuts. So I'll be making a, um, cooking a ham um, in the next couple of days. And hopefully there'll be some leftover turkey. Um, And I've bought a big pork pie, Um, so, There's loads and loads of food, but for me, the highlight is bubble and squeak. Christmas wouldn't be Christmas (laughs) without bubble and squeak. So yes, and I think my children are the same. They're real foodies. And um, yeah, even though I'm a florist, I just, it's all about the food and the family and the conversation and the occasion and the coming together. And whilst the flowers kind of embellish all of that, um, it's not the be all and end all for me. So there will be flowers dotted about. There's usually a couple of little vases of flowers on my dining room table. Um, This year, I can tell you it's going to be anemones. It often is anemones. Um, Sometimes it's anemones and hellebores. Sometimes it's tulips and hellebores um, and um, paper whites. 
my paper whites this year I grew from bulb but um, they've already flowered and I'm gonna have to take them out because they're just pretty much done um, but I think actually that's fine um, because they're quite strong the, the the scent and my children don't always like them in fact my children always say that paper white smell of cats wee <laughs> so they'll be gone by the weekend when they arrive um, and I've got little cyclamen in little pots dotted along my mantle. Some years I make a garland and although I do have some leftover spruce, I've decided that I'm gonna have my nails done later on this afternoon and there is absolutely no way I'm going to make a garland once my nails have been painted because my hands are like an octogenarian's. They look wrinkled and tired and there's all the dirt from the, the, the real wire is ingrained into the side of my calloused fingers. Um, and so they just need a really good soak and a really good moisturise. And then all the last of the dirt that's got in literally all around the edge of my nails needs to be hoiked out professionally. Trust me, I have tried. Um, and then they're gonna be just painted some festive colour with a bit of sparkle probably. So that's what I'm treating myself to this afternoon. Um, and then I'm just going to look forward to all the preparation. I've already started baking. Um, because we've got so many people staying, I've made muffins, I've made rye bread to have with the smoked salmon, I've made granola to have with breakfast. And what else have I made? Um, and my husband makes sourdough, so he's been filling the freezer with um, loaves of sourdough. Um, I try and make as much of everything myself, um, but I do I do recognise limitations these days, and so um, I'm not embarrassed at all to buy anything ready-made. Absolutely not. Tomorrow I'm getting the turkey, um, and then I shall be um, just on potting up bulb duty. Um, couple of table centres as I say for friends and just dividing up the flower bounty that's coming in tomorrow to give to, to you know share out amongst my friends and family and then I shall go see my mum on Christmas Eve and pick up Harry from London and we'll drive home and it'll be Christmas and we'll be driving home for Christmas just like Chris Rhea says in the song <laughs> driving home for Christmas um, and my little world will be complete. My children will be here. My husband will be on full on Christmas mode. And yeah, we'll just fill the house with happiness and joy. And on Christmas day, we always raise a glass to absent friends, just like my late father-in-law always did at the Christmas table, to absent friends. And then we will just have games, secret Santa, and just, yeah, just cherish a special time which we haven't been fortunate to have the last two years so yeah it's made me really appreciate the important things in life friends and family coming together and having these celebrations it's a real privilege and I don't take it lightly so from this house to your house wishing you a very very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year Merry Christmas lovely people